I'm trying to work on my inner teacher Christian. But y'all making it hard. I'm a teacher. I am not Jesus. This is the Teacher's Lounge with your boy Eddie B. Yep, the bad boy on campus. On Dash Radio and all major platforms. What's up? What's up? What's up? You are now tuned in to the Teacher's Lounge with your boy Eddie B. This has been another episode. Thank you for sitting down, joining in. I hope you had a good week. If you didn't, I hope this helps out a little bit. It's hump day. You know, you got a couple of more uh, till it's over with. Some of y'all veterans, y'all know how to handle that. All right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'd like to thank uh, some of my sponsors, uh, J-Lab Audio for blessing me with the mic uh, for the show and for helping me uh, send out gifts and everything to my teachers when we have our first Fridays. Uh, um, go and check out rafinova.com. They have personalized masks, the Eddie B masks, you know, with my logo on them and a couple of my sayings. Go check them out, get some of that stuff. Uh, they also had a smile mask for my teachers who like who have to teach uh, linguistics and English language arts, and the kids be lying, talking about they can't see your face. Now they can see your mouth moving so you can teach your phonics. They always come up with excuses. <laughs> now they ain't had no, <laughs> no more excuses. Uh, please, uh, this, you can listen to this on Anchor FM dash talk X uh, or dash radio.com, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the major uh, podcast platforms. Uh, if you want to get caught up, they also have all of the uh, podcasts out. It's been about, ah, this like second episode right here. We done shot a bunch of them. And you know, I always interview educators or somebody who has something to do with education or somebody who's retired or somebody who just don't like kids. I think that's, <laughs> if they don't like kids, I think that's cool too. I think they get what we go through. Now, yeah, we love our kids. We just don't like the stuff that, that we have to go through all the time. All right, y'all teachers already know what I'm talking about. So uh, also make sure you contact me on my text line at 832-957-2788. That's me responding. So it might take a little while for me to get back to you, but that's the easiest and closest way to be like in direct contact with me. I'm, I'm the one responding. I don't have no, I haven't made enough money to have somebody respond for me. So it's just me versus all y'all. I love you guys. So, you know, every, every Wednesday we have a guest on. So i like to introduce to you uh, my, my guest for today. Please help me welcome Ms. Brenda McKinney. How you doing, sugar? I'm well, thank you. How are you today? I'm cool, thank you. You are so polite. See, I love when people <laughs> ask me how I'm doing after, you know, you ask how they doing. That is so, you was raised right. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. Where you from? Um, originally Detroit, Michigan, but I've lived in uh, Pittsburgh for about 21 years now. Okay, so the weather is almost kind of like the same-ish. Same-ish, yes. Yeah. Is it anywhere? So so you've lived in, in, in Pittsburgh for most of your life then? You, yeah. were, you were born in Detroit? Yes, I was. Okay, okay. So, okay. so your family moved to Pittsburgh? No, that's a long story. Oh, okay. You wasn't chasing no man. You weren't chasing no man, was you? <laughs> nah, my bad. I got you. Hey, some stuff people don't need to know. Don't tell them your business. All right. This, All ain't, right. this ain't that one. So, okay. So you're from Detroit. You uh, spent your life, uh, most of your life in Pittsburgh. So I take it that you, you taught in Pittsburgh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how taught long? For about, about 15 years here in Pittsburgh. Ooh. I also taught in Georgia at Fort Benning. For okay. the other, other part of my time, and okay. uh, yeah. So, so you, so you taught in Georgia too. You were you in Georgia specifically just to teach, or you lived in Georgia for a little while? 
That's the other part of the story. I was married before. Oh, my first Lord. They don't even know the women. Unless you want to tell it, then. It's okay. My I first husband was in the Army. And okay. we were stationed down there. Okay. Penny. I know how that go. Okay. So you had to, yeah, you had to follow boo, you know? Yeah. Everybody yeah. supporting everybody's dreams. You was doing what you wanted to do. And he was doing what he, you know, wanted to do, you know, or <laughs> what he had to do or what you had to do. But yeah, yeah, y'all was together. Look at God. Ain't he, ain't he all right? That's what's up. And so now you ended up in Pittsburgh and you talk in Pittsburgh. What, what grade levels did you teach uh, throughout your, your career in teaching? The majority of my teaching was in the third grade elementary oh. school. Yes. Yes. No, that's different now. Yeah. The parents are a lot younger and Lord Jesus, it's hard to communicate with some of them. They are, you, I, I say on my little, uh, on, when I'm talking to, on the chats, I say all the time how things were different. You know, when I, when I came up, that was the last couple of years of corporal punishment. See, I had, I was in elementary when corporal punishment was still in. So I, I felt the effects of that, literally. <laughs> and I tell new teachers all the time, I say, y'all need to Google what corporal punishment is and learn the history of what you was dealing with. I say, if they Google that, they will be amazed at what they find. <laughs> like the the, the, the the climate of education then, as it is as opposed to what it is now, Absolutely. totally different, but the BS is probably the same. <laughs> yeah, some of that is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But third grade, so so you pretty much you taught third grade. You're in you taught elementary level your entire uh, teaching career. Yes, yes, I did um, delve into administration for a year and a half, and you know exactly. I found out, and this is probably a little funny, but the administrators didn't, weren't happy either. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> of course not. Happy. I think administration teachers because they got to deal with the teachers <laughs> on top of all the other stuff they got to deal with so i get yes. that i get and, that you know you you show it a parent a, a video of their child you know messing up on the uh bus for instance oh that's not my child and, you, and they're looking right at them you know so it's like it's it's really hard it's a hard job well, I I you, I, and i say that too the, these parents they'll take up for their kids these yes. days before they even hear what the teacher has to say. Whereas, you know, back when I was coming up, your mama wouldn't even hear you. And, and don't say to somebody lying, she lying, because lying was a curse word in my house. <laughs> and so, yeah, I got <laughs> I got broke up, you know, like they would let the teacher get you, your parents would get you. And if somebody know you on the way home before your parents get to you, they will get you. They will get like, you. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, yeah. I would say that was the good old days, but you know, I took a lot of heat, you know. <laughs> I, I wasn't a bad kid. I was the one, I was just, things were too slow for me. I was too smart for my own good. And I just like to get into stuff, you know. I wasn't bad, like fight bad, but I was curious and you say don't do it, I do it just to see what's gonna happen. <laughs> and usually a whooping happens. You know, yeah, they call it child abuse these days. We call yes. it we call it regular butt whooping back then. Yeah. Jeez, I got hey, do you know I got I got a whooping on my birthday? Mm. Yeah, at the party. Ooh. <laughs> at the party, yeah. I knocked out. You remember everybody used to have those um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of life you I don't know if you know you you brought up where no, like we have a lot of money. So the the typical house party will have that little punch. With the seven up in it, and the, and, and, and the sherbet ice cream. I don't know if you had that. That was like that the, sounds good. I'm telling. Oh, that was the annual party punch 
for, for, uh -huh. for the, oh, they, yeah. they used to sit everything it would be equivalent to a card table now you know like playing uh -huh. cards you know how flimsy them doggone tables are. Yes. Okay, so they would. So it wasn't my fault, really. I was just a little too excited. But she gonna sit. Talking about my mama. Rest in peace. I'm sorry. Don't hit me. Look, she gonna sit. My mama. She gonna sit the big old juice thing, the big bowl of punch, on the on the table and the cake and all the decoration stuff on a card table. Oh no! So now it's my birthday, and I'm and I back into the table knock everything down right yeah yeah all i remember is uh i don't know i, I just remember my mama hand going back uh -huh. yeah yeah and the next thing i remember i was in my room crying that's all i remember <laughs> and that was a shame i got a whooping on my birthday but i wasn't bad so that's why i can deal with some of these kids like today that you understand them you know whereas some people may give up on them you know, I just can't deal with them because they don't have no classroom management from the yeah. beginning. But if you were raised like that, you can deal with them kids, though. Mm -hmm. Enough about me. I don't know when I started talking about whoopings and seven up and sherbet ice cream. I know somebody feel what I'm saying because that 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 was the annual drink. So elementary, you taught. I, I, I taught uh, middle school my entire career. So, uh -huh. it, but that's just where I was stuck. So it's, it seems like wherever you start, you kind of stay around that area your entire career unless they get a new principal in and they switch up everything. Switch everybody. Bring their friends in and move you wherever they want to move you. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> so now, all right, you teaching. So I know, I know, um, speaking to the climate of education, like how was it when you were teaching? Like, like when, so you are the big R right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You retired. Yes. How long you been retired? I've been retired now about seven years. You know what? I'm telling you, like I tell every teacher, you retire, you add 20 more years to your life. So whatever God <laughs> had planned for you, add 20 more to that. You just, <laughs> yeah, you got rid of your heavy load, sugar. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So that's good. That's good. So you taught 15 at in Pittsburgh, but you taught way more. How many years total did you teach? About 35. Hey, people ain't married that long. Golly, that's I did 15. I mean, I did 13 years, and I, that that was like hard time in the penitentiary, the correctional facility. <laughs> the only thing different was I got a chance to go home and did lesson plans. That's the only difference between school and the jail. <laughs> okay, I get it. So now the climate, the climate, would you call that like what would like like what's the major difference that you see? Right, right on the edge of your retirement before you retired. Like, what major difference did you see compared to what it was when you first started out teaching that you liked back then and you wish they would incorporate, you know, toward your later years of teaching? Well, you know, back in the, in the day, you know, there were a, a lot less, you know, there were not, not the load of standards that they have today. You know, um, the children were learning to read and they didn't have all those standards to get through. Um, and math, you know, same thing. You didn't have all those standards to get through. But before I retired, gosh, there must have been 50 or so. And there wasn't enough time to review anything because you had to get through the standards and get ready for the test, you know. And of course, Common Core came just before I retired and, you know, just so much to make your head spin, man. 
that probably aided in your decision. <laughs> or I got your common core. And you oh know, my I do believe that it is that basic. It is that simple to, because back then, I don't know what, how, how schools were funded. We don't know, you know, how they got money from the government. I don't know. But apparently it wasn't any push, you know, to make, to hold teachers this false accountability when we, like, like we're not already doing stuff already, you know. And then now, oh, everything, oh, this, I, I think is they, it's ways for them to get more money, more funding, putting more solace on the teachers to do stuff, and then having more, like, stuff for numbers sake with kids. Testing, pre-testing, placement, all that stuff carries the number. And they're not, they're not students to them. They're a number to these uh, people. That's why we care more. That's why they can throw us in there because we care about the kids. And like, hey, just, just, just pay them this here. They'll be all right. They'll, they'll find another. They'll bake some cakes and cookies. They can supplement income. They'll be all right. That's why, that's why I think we go crazy. But those were, okay, I guess, the good old days. I wish I could have taught in that climate. All I can remember was when I was a kid. It was some no-nos going on when I was brought up. Teachers, yes. teachers sat down at the desk. We had teachers sit the entire class. Yes. We do definitions, we'll do like findings, little regular stuff, maybe have a little, a little fun, not a lot. You know, old school chalkboards. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, we got all these mandates and stuff that we have to do now. And these kids still ain't learning nothing. And they can't read. And they can't meet, you know, like they, they can't test well. But back then, all we did was wrote down definitions. And somehow we learned like hell, didn't we? Yes. I think it was what it was as far as like the, the community of education. That's what it was. And now it's just a business. I remember the secretary of education before the new one. Uh, oh. Betsy DeVos. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to. Don't go there, please. I got you. I, I have to. I have to. She invited me to. Oh, I had a show in D.C. Right. And the uh, people who represent me at the time, they were like, hey, we scheduled a meeting for you and the secretary of education. And I told them, hey, make sure there ain't no pub stunt. If she want to meet with me to hear what I have to say. OK, cool. And so they checked that out. It wasn't. It was a private meeting. She was, you ain't never heard about it till you asked, till I told you right now. Really? So, yeah, really? so basically I went in there and that building, oh my God, it didn't feel like anything educational was uh, in conversation. It's it, it like a big business, it's like a business. And, and they had American flags up everywhere. And I didn't see not one damn book nowhere. Not one book laying nowhere. I went, her office was as big as, I don't know, big as somebody's, I, I, don't, I don't know. Her, her office was as big as the HEB the front of HGB, -E the, the, the produce section. That oh. was the office. So when I got in there, uh, her scribe, cause she didn't say too much. She said hi to, all she said was, if you could change anything about education, what would you change? I started to say, you heifer. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> nah, that's what I was thinking. Nah, all I said was, I just started spitting just, it's the same stuff that we probably talk about in the lounge. I gave it to her, you know, I led with, you know, we don't get paid enough, do away with standardized, then the stuff that she probably didn't heard already, but yeah. she wanted to know who is this guy who teachers are responding to like this, Those are people at the shows and like, what does he know that we don't know? And it's so simple. If she would have just take the time to try, 
She could have learned a couple of things, but she wasn't listening to teachers. She wasn't. But anyway, anyway, um, so you, you spent that time in education. You see the differences. Basically, that, that common core, that's stupid. I mean, all of it is stupid to me. So in, in the process of you teaching, you have, I'm pretty sure you have quite a few stories, uh, whether it be about parents, students, coworkers, uh, maybe even just yourself, stuff you wanted to do and didn't. I got some stories I can't tell. Okay, some stuff I'm taking to my grave. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Because <laughs> y'all ain't gonna know how crazy I was. This is the reason why I had to get it. I think God blessed me this <laughs> to get me out of the classroom safely with yeah. With, yeah. with with no priors. Because right now, <laughs> I got out the classroom without having to go to jail. So I think that's a feat for me. Because damn it, I was on my way. I'm telling uh-huh. you. What <laughs> but it wasn't the kids. It was the people who, you know, who you work with. It's a new it's a new group of folk out here, mama. A whole new group of folk. And they are, uh-uh, they are unpleasant. But anyway, I got stories for days. But um, you left on the... Uh, on my website, of course, the teachers had to submit a story and my team saw saw one of yours. I'm like, oh, okay, we gotta have our own. So I read a little bit of it, but I don't wanna cheapen it at all. I just read a little bit of it and I thought, boy, that was fun is all outside because that's real. I actually, <laughs> I would never do that. I'd be scared of God, but yeah. So uh, so tell me about one of the stories, um, one thing that happened to you that you, you know, it sticks out, you know, during your teaching career. Well, this one, you'll see. I came into class and then, you know, I was in the front of the room working and then one of my students came in and he said, I brought my holy Bible, my holy Bible. You know, just like that? Just like that, loud and everything. So I turned around, you know, and yes, he had brought his holy Bible. And I guess he had been at catechism or, you know, whatever they have those classes for the Catholic children. Oh, but okay. guess what? His Holy Bible was in a crown royal bag, <laughs> that gold and purple bag. Yes. And I just couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it. You laughed in class? I did. Hey, I that, that's awesome. Did you tell him to? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. That is synonymous, though. Some people don't even read the Bible till they get drunk. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It is a God to yes. love you. Hey, he, he is the God of the tipsy you, too. Huh? It don't matter. So the little boy, so how was this? And this was in third grade. He came in with a crown royal bag Bible. So Yes. There was, okay, so it was a little. The Bible was a little Bible or a medium-sized Bible? I don't know, it, was, it was about big enough to, you know, go in that bag and, you know, he had it all tied up and everything, opened it and up. There it was. Did, did, did he ask you why you was laughing? What did he say? Did he just No, I, you know, no, he just, I said, well, let me see your Bible. You know, I just tried to play it off, but I was, oh boy. That's the one I told for a long time. I, oh yeah, you, know. you got to tell all the teachers that, the teachers that you like. Yeah. Or that you like. Cause hey, now that's funny. That's funny. Now, why would he even bring his Bible? Like, did you tell him to bring it, or he just? No, I think he was just so proud of himself, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or like, being in in the class, you know, with with yeah. learning about the Bible and everything. Yeah. But it's it, just it, it, it's just like new people in church. You know, when they first <laughs> yeah. when they first when they first find God, 
Oh Lord, it's it's a it's a it's a good transition. It's like it's like they they want to love God, but they still curse every now and then. Like like they call them babes in Christ. It's just excited, but still ain't let go of the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got I got you. That, that that's funny. It's all outside right there. The boy had a Bible in the crown. You know what? That's a title to a book. <laughs> yes, the Bible in the crown royal bag. Yes. It is. There's your book, man. Go for Who it. Who gave him the crown raw bag, though? That's, That's what I'm in third grade. Was he carrying that to church every day, you know, when he had his classes? Wow. Wow. Hey, that, that is the true meaning of a, 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 a Bible carrier. If you don't <laughs> carry it, you might as well you, you might as well carry it in the crown raw bag. Why are you protecting it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you too can have a crown roll bag for five fifty on Amazon. I <laughs> they sell the bags. They sell the bag. Come on, crown roll, y'all. <laughs> Don't tell me no empty bag without no substance in it. That, oh my I, goodness! I, I'm not faking and shaking like that. That's not gonna work with me. That's awesome, though. I love it. You know what? The funniest stuff happens when those kids, when those kids do stuff like and and like the. the Sometimes I was the type of teacher that I would let kids just, just, you know, I was a disciplinarian, but some stuff, damn it, it was just funny. Hell yes. I remember one boy, at, one girl was just telling this story. I don't know what she was saying. I had this little boy in my classroom named Jalen. Jalen's so smart. Oh my God, too smart. He the one bring all the scores up. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he that one. I'm talking about for the school. Yeah. During test, he brings it up, right? And Jalen, uh, the girl was like, she was driving that. She's just talking and Jalen act like he was interested. He say, who? And right before she's about to tell him who, he say, ask you. Boy, I die laughing. He was just like, who asked you? Like, shut up. That's what that meant. Man, I I, I wanted to tell him don't do that no more. But I laughed so hard because I was like, I need to use that. But every time I use it, it ain't as funny as when he did. So he basically shut up and shut her down. Just because she was talking too much. Who asked you? That was the funniest thing I've ever heard right there. And now I don't know. Do you ever run into some of your kids? I ran into Jalen and he looked like he needed me for the rest of his uh-huh. life. <laughs> you ever ran into kids like that? I do. I, you know, I, I live in the neighborhood where the community where those children, you know, live. And occasionally if I'm in the store, I'll see one. And it's really nice. Well, it's, now, nice. it's nice now, but it wasn't nice. Uh-huh. It wasn't nice when you had to clock in, I guarantee you. Some of them, you know, but I used to get, as I used to say, the ones that were most in need of love, they yeah. put them in my room. Oh, you know, I know what that means. The ones don't nobody want to deal with. Yeah. 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 Work that miracle, Miss McKinney. Hey, it's a gift and a it's a gift and a curse sometimes to be a good disciplinarian. And you know they preach that they preach that so much in these certification programs to have classroom management. When shoot, when I was growing up, them teachers didn't really have no issues. They they, they didn't have no issues. They could sit down at their desk, and we wouldn't really yeah. we wouldn't to make a move. You know, sometimes yeah. with the environment, yeah, we'll have some crazy stuff jump out every now and then, but. It wasn't nothing crazy. You didn't hear about no school shootings or nothing like right. that. I'm not talking about, oh, the schools had everything to do with it. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was just a, you know, 
the grown-ups and the parents, they just, the community, they just wouldn't, wouldn't have in certain things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember having security guards at school, to be honest. No, no. The janitor, was the, the janitor was the doggone security guard. Because he the only one we saw walking around there with a uniform. Yeah. Yeah, so those... I'm listening to you. Yeah, those guys, those janitors, those are real important people. If you want to get something done, you better respect them. Yeah, well, hey, hey, obviously, I, I, I had, I had the secret in my back pocket. I take care of all the janitorial staff. I take care, I take care of the ladies in the front office. There just, you go. Just bring them stuff, and then everybody wonder why my stuff done all the time. And anytime I <laughs> ask for something, anytime I ask for something, it get done. What they like about Mister Brown? Hey. Y'all got to take care of these people. They'll take care of you, you know? I remember I, remember I made a dude mad at me so bad, man. That's when I knew that, that you need janitors. Um, I, um, yeah, I lost my key. He was cool with me until I lost my room key. And he had to open my door manually, my door, every morning. And, you know, when I, if I get there earlier, you know, I had to wait on him. And he's like, oh, you lost your key? He was, he was Latino. <laughs> you lost your key? And he'll put his head back down and he'll do, he he walked with a little wobble, you know, because all janitors used to walk like they, they needed a hip replacement. I don't know what it is. I guess walking around campus all day made him walk like that. But he used to hate me. But then after that, I started getting food for all of them in there in their little room they got. And they would just love me. And then he wouldn't he wouldn't care no more. He wouldn't holler at me no more. A lot of people need to adopt that. These, these teachers yes. they don't have for each other. Did y'all have? Did you have a community of teachers that you used to hang with, though? The ones you talk to your problems about, y'all kind of bounce off ideas. The ones who you can stand and you talk about other teachers too. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. that's your teacher clique. That's what we call yeah. that. Yeah, and I still have some that I um, meet with, you know, and we talk about, you know, whatever we want to, you know, in the past, now, you know, some that are still teaching some that aren't teaching anymore, you know. Like today I met with a girl who was an aide and one who was a school nurse at our school. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just sat around and talked, you know, and we hadn't seen each other in months, you know, because yeah. of the coronavirus and, yeah. and it was really great. Okay, speaking of that virus, you know, that pretty much changed what's going on, right? It's a whole new style of teaching right now. How do you feel about that? I mean, do, they're still in education. I'm pretty sure they talked to you about it. Well, some of my friends have that I are still in education and, you know, it just makes my head spin, you know, wondering how it all works. You know, I'd like to get in there sometime and so they can show me, you know, because I'm concerned, you know, about the children, you know, because I know that when we put them on computers in the classroom, you need to be monitoring them because they'll okay. just press anything and move on to the next, you know, uh, thing on their computer to do. You right. know, we want quality work, and I'm not sure they're getting it. No, you know? no. But, and they're still being, you know, and you you know about testing, right? Yes. They're making them still take the test. Now, the kicker to that is, if you're in high, doing hybrid learning, going to the campus, you, you have to take the test, right? right? But the kids who parents elected to keep them home, they don't have to take it if they don't want to bring it because they're making them take the test at school. And so why would you think that parents who kept their kids from school would let them go to school to take a test just so you can get some numbers? Wow. And that's what's going on. 
that's what's going on. I think that is silly. Now, the parents, have you ever had any issues with a parent who really just, yeah, you know, just take up for their kid? You ever had an issue like that? I have, you know, like I was telling you with the, uh, when I was in administration for a year and a half, mm. you know, showing them the, the bus video and they're saying that's not their child and, you know, you're looking <laughs> right at it, you know? You see the video, but your baby can do no wrong. Right, right. Not then, you know, and then you have those parents that, you know, every year you might keep the kids in like for one recess, let's say, so you can explain something. And they uh -huh. think that you've kept them in forever, you know? Oh my goodness. It's just one time so I could explain it to them, you know, without any distractions, but that was a problem. So yeah, it, it can be a problem. And you had the really sweet parents too, you know? Yeah, you do, you do have, you know what? A lot of parents, you know, I, I don't know the percentage. I need to do some research on that, but in my career, I've experienced, uh, Parents who, who are not involved. Yes. Uh, parents who, uh, and, and I'm not saying they're bad parents, they're probably just busy is all outdoors. And, you know, when they ship them off to school, they feel like, oh, this is your turn. You know, and when we pick them up, it's our turn again. But these these kids, they need, they need all around learning. And this right here, what happened right here, right now, a lot of parents who, who used to that time to relax, they're really forced to have to, you know, be at home with their kid and learn, I mean, and teach their kids things. So you have to, when you teach them, you got to learn it first. So they having to go back to school on it and they're not liking it too much. A lot of parents are kind of like, open the schools up, open the door. Our kids deserve to be, have a social experience. My son told me, daddy, I'm bored. I said, you got to be alive to be bored, son. Okay. Now I'm in here with you and it all be over. But right now, this is how it, it has to go. And I think this is just show this shows like like the, the the real supportive parents they get it yes they do admit that it's hard and they may even be like yeah we want the schools to open back up but until then I'm not gonna cause all this extra you know they supporting the teachers and you know they really oh what am I because I'm supportive sometimes I don't know what my son is doing because he's a little older he's 13 and I try to give him a little you know give him a little string. Hey, son, you're growing up, you're going to be responsible. But when somebody emailed me saying you got 13 damn assignments missing, okay, I'm taking up laptops, iPads, iPods, iPhones, all that. So don't let it get to that point, buddy. And then I'll hurry up. They'll notice that when they hit me with that, it'll start coming in. And then we never have to talk. But they will see, oh, I got support from his dad. They'll tell other teachers, all you got to do is hit his daddy up and he'll get it in, you know, because I don't play that around here. You know, they don't, some of the parents don't understand that if you spend that time with your child, you're making those good memories too. Yeah. Because, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine because her granddaughter isn't reading the novel for the classroom. And I said, one of the best times my daughter and I had was she had to read Great Expectations, you know, and we oh, read it okay. together. And she still talks about that, you know? So if they only knew what sort of bond that gives themselves with their child, they would do more of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I understand yeah. that. It's Well, we got a new superintendent now. I haven't really did nothing, no videos on him yet. I want to let him try uh. first, because he stepped in the, 
<laughs> he stepped in it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, he stepped in it. But uh, I mean anything, if he has any type of if he has any type of, you know, uh uh um any type of knowledge about what teachers go through, he should be okay. You can't meet everybody's expectations because because just because we in education, all teachers don't think the same way. My supporters, everybody listening to this here, they don't agree with everything. They don't, with each other, you know. One thing that we all can agree on is that sometimes education gets crazy for us, and we need a break, and we don't get our just do. That's what we all agree on. But as far as some policies, and I have teachers that follow me there, there at uh, 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 in public schools. I got teachers that follow me that are part of charter schools you know, private institutions and Catholic schools. I even have teachers that follow me and they in Qatar and they rich. Like for us, you get paid anything over 70, you rich to a teacher. If you a teacher, you get paid that much. Cause I used to crack the little joke, but like, yeah, I don't want y'all to lose that little $29,000 a year that they give y'all and nobody laughed. They was looking at me like, they was concerned, like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Do you get $29,000 a year? Because, honey, we don't know nothing about that. That was our signing bonus. I was on a chat with some teachers from Qatar, and let me tell you, they look prosperous, okay? All of them got good skin, no bumps. Like, they got good PPO, H they got everything good, dental plan. I can tell they just... They just set up, rich laugh. But that I was like, man, y'all. I told them soon as I found, I sniffed that they had money. I said, man, y'all are unicorns. Why y'all? Why? Why could uh, send some applications this way? <laughs> like if I would have had, a, you know, some teachers they 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 go off and they. You ever had? You ever been approached about having a teacher abroad, like teach overseas? I did teach. I did teach overseas in, in uh, Germany many years ago when I was first married. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I taught American children in a on post, you know, on a base, uh, Army, Navy, uh, military base. Yeah, did you yeah, like? I have a, a cousin who taught in. Um, gosh, it seems like it was Qatar. Dang. Or Kuwait. Yeah. She went to Kuwait. Okay, all over there, all them all countries. I think they got a little money. Yes, Lord, you tell her to send me. She's not over there no more, huh? So whoever oh, you... she's back. Oh, well, shoot. Tell her, I was about to tell her, send me a couple dollars. <laughs> they got it to spare. They got it to spare. But it's good that that, that exists. And you know what? If that exists, you know, if that exists oh, in another country, why can't it exist here? It's still education. It's still teaching. That's why the big America can learn a lot from small countries. We can learn some things from small countries. I know we think we got it all together, but our education system is way below other countries. That's why teachers go other places and they be so happy, you know, because we're below. It's all good. Hey, we're, we're, hey, give us some more money first and then we'll figure out the rest. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to handle it. Give us some more money first and everything else will work itself out, won't it? They got us. Now, did, now, were you one of those teachers that you had to teach? To make extra money, were you like the summer school tutorials? Was you one of those ones to come on Saturdays, all the extra stuff for a little in the little programs when they did have them? Because you know that they 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 knocking out programs left and right right now. Right. When I came here, I did um, tutor sometimes, but when I was in Ger Georgia, I did not. Okay. Because okay. I was I was a single parent down there too. Because you know. I, 
experienced a divorce. And Jesus, uh, there ain't nothing wrong with it, girl. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Keep on talking. So I just, uh, it was my daughter and myself. And, you know, there was uh, not a lot of time to spend with other children. I needed to spend it with my with your own baby. Yeah. And that's nothing so, they forget to teach us our parents. We got our own kids to deal yes, with. And yes. we got to talk to you about your kid and you ain't dealing with yours. Yes. Yeah. I think teachers are like the biggest support for other teachers. Because one, we know our kids. Absolutely. And we know what this profession entails. And if your teacher called me, I'm going to see what's going on. Because I know your son. Okay. And I ain't going to just not have your back. But I'm going to listen to what they got to say. Because nine times out of ten, I know they're not lying on you. Okay. But these parents, they'll take up for their kid before they hear what you have to say. They'll review you in a minute. They'll write a letter, come up to the school, looking raggedy and some flip-flops, walking on the back of their sandals with ashy, <laughs> with ashy heels and no pedicure. You know what I'm saying? They got ugly arches on their feet. And oh my God, lashes. I don't know, they just looking raggedy and then they just, and then want to argue with people. You remember when your mom used to say, you know, I come up to that school and embarrass you. She'll come up there with the rollers in her head and all that. Well, I don't know too many who did that, except for a few. But remember parents would say they was going to do that just to embarrass you? Yes. Parents come up to the damn school looking like that. They don't care. They, they don't care. No bra. Baby, you on the elementary campus. Them things is everywhere. And you know me, I'm a man. I'm trying not to look because I want to get my certification. I'm just be honest with you. I'm a single man. You come there with no bra on. I'm looking all down. You wonder why I'm not I looking. Know, I wonder know. why I'm not looking you in your eye. I can't. Okay, it's double trouble below. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep my certification. So it's a new day. These parents, that you know, but like like you said, a few of them are very. They make you appreciate those supportive parents, the ones that they be tripping. They make you appreciate the parents who really do support. And I just hey, big ups to all my parents out there who support us and who really, you know, go on the bat for their kids and the, and the teachers all in one, all in one breath while you work. And we see you, we do the same thing too. And we, we, we need to all get together and have a glass of wine. Okay. Or, or some right. liquor. I'm a liquor. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going to mix the brown. I'm not going to mix the dark with the clear. Cause I'm, I'm going to be going to try to fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, you don't mix that. People end up in jail behind that. I don't want to do that. But I, I think it's a beautiful marriage between teachers and parents because we are that. If you're a parent, you're a teacher. If you're a teacher, you more than likely are a parent. So like Rodney King said, can't we just all get along? We shouldn't be even fussing at each other. We should support each other so much because we already, we got to deal with so much coming from the top. It's true. Yeah, it's and it's true. affecting us. And so, you know, they say happy teacher, happy classroom. No, I say tipsy teacher, happy classroom. Okay, sometimes we got to drink. So I know, hey, I know teachers. Hey, okay. Uh, yeah, know, it's I true. But school and got high. I'm talking about. You talking about? I'm not talking about on the lawn either. Yes, some of them are real cloud nine. Yeah, using <laughs> using stuff so they can cope. Mm -hmm. Yes. Look now, I tell this all the time. I accidentally got high uh, <laughs> on my break. Listen, I accidentally, because I wasn't planning on it. I was riding with somebody. Yeah, I said this before on here. I was riding with somebody. He was a teacher. He was a functioning, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, what you call it, a functioning uh, uh, marijuana smoker. Some people, some people say weed head. Okay. He was a functioning weed head. I was not. 
I was not of that paradigm. I just wanted to go to Subway and get a Philly cheesesteak six inch on uh on the cheat on the cheddar bread with, with some lays. That's all I wanted to get. Now we pull up, he has what you call a vape pen. I don't know what you, I don't know if you know what that is, but mm -hmm. I just found out it's a doggone pen, okay, that you can put hydroponics in, okay, grass, you can put that in there and it you can no smoke, no smell, okay? Some of them and, and he was like, hey, man, you ought to hit this, man. I'm like, man, no, nah, gone. And then he's like, boy, I ain't going to do nothing. Just a little something. I say, well, you know what? When in Rome. <laughs> and so I didn't even take a whole, you know, I just took a little bit of a, a little bit of a, yeah. And I was fine until I got back to campus. And I noticed, I went to the bathroom. My eyes were burgundy bloodshot red and low. I'm talking about I had low eyes, like, you know, you ever got in a public pool and opened your eyes in it and it was too much chlorine in the water and your eyes burn for the rest of the day? Yes. I, I couldn't hide the high in my face. And I'll never forget that's the first time I was happy in class, though. Oh. <laughs> and one kid, he's like, Mr. Brown, what's up with you, man? You <laughs> and I said, man, shoot, son, Mr. Brown, tired. I'm sleepy, man. I'm sleepy. He's like, oh, okay. And another little boy came to me and said, he was after school. He was an eighth grade. He say, "Mr. Brown, you lit." Oh. <laughs> I say, "Well, get out of my face! No, I ain't lit. I never admit that I'm lit to no kid." But anyway, I just don't. Would you have to? I mean, I know, I know you kept. I know you kept some wine when you talk. You had to have your your. Yeah. You, you so you just don't drink. You don't drink. I, you know, after hours, you know, I might, you know, yeah, no, I get with about, some people on about, Friday. I wasn't talking about, yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I wasn't talking about okay. on campus. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about the places where you go after school and get the wine. I mean, you had to yeah. get, and I know you had a bar at home. Mm. Well, you know what? You know what my grandma bar was? That Jack Daniels she used to put oh, on her bed. No. My grandma drank Jack Daniels. She worked at the, uh, at the <laughs> hospital and she had a little, you know, them little white cups with the tops yeah. on them. Like those, I guess it's equivalent to like a thermal thermos cup, like a thermos almost, but it's plastic. Boy, when she had that cup, you in trouble. No. You in trouble. <laughs> she didn't have no water in there. It was Jack Daniels in there. And she drank out of it so much, she had a permanent lipstick stain Ooh. on the top where you drank out of it. That was my grandma. And she worked, for, you know, she was a, uh, she was a, uh, she was a, what, a nurse aide. Or, she worked at the VA hospital. And come on, man, she was dealing with grown folks. What you think we going to do? Yeah, grown folks yeah. and kids, you better have something to drink. So you hang out with your friends every now and then. Y'all drink just a little wine. Y'all would never. Yeah, know. just a little wine. You know, some oh, of them yeah, drink yeah. heavier stuff. But uh, <laughs> now I, I've seen what that can do. So I didn't. You know. <laughs> what did it do? Ain't nothing wrong with it. Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with that. So now I heard you say, "I'm gonna get pregnant." I heard you say you were married before, so you you're married again, right? Yes. Yeah, because you look like a wholesome woman. Wholesome women don't stay on the market. I try. Wholesome women don't stay on the market too long. You got these young little women don't know how to cook. You look like you know a, a recipe or two if you don't know a whole a bunch recipe of or two. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Any woman that got pearls on her neck, ladies huh? and gentlemen, y'all can see her. She got pearls on. I already knew. With the pearls, come with a recipe to a <laughs> or, 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 or something. She, she know a secrets because, you know, you, if you got that on it, I, I know about the pearls. 
I'm don't worry about it. And just and, and it don't take you to be in no sorority to have no pearls on. Okay. That's right. It's a it's a it's a it's a little, I don't know what to call it. It's like a, you know, I don't know, not a pride thing, but it's like a, you know, a virtuous woman type thing, you know. I ain't never Okay, let's just break it down. I ain't never been to no strip club and seen no stripper with no pearls on. I'm saying that right now. Because <laughs> I don't think she qualified to wear. This is like wearing a white wedding dress on your wedding day. You know everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right, oh, right. I'm just saying the ladies I've seen in pearls, I'm like, oh, that's nice. I want my daughter to have pearls on, you know, because she ain't going to date till she's 37. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's three right now. I'm already, I'm already, I don't even like guns, but I'm going to get a couple because I ain't playing no games, okay? Yeah. So that's cool. So, so you had your friends, y'all relaxed a little bit. Your teaching career was, was, was I, it had to be a, a satisfying experience because you, you gave them 30 plus years. Yeah. You know, I, you know how it is with um, teachers sometimes we come alive with the kids, you know, yeah. invent songs and, you know, just have a nice time besides just the usual, because you want to make memories with them. You know, you yeah. want them to remember you, yeah. you know, so, you know, and I used to feed the kids some snacks every day. Hey, I know. used to do that too. On Fridays, they had nothing to do with nothing. I throw like a little party on Fridays. They have to earn it, right? Yeah, a little snack, bring pizza. What they doing? Oh, it's for Mr. Brown class, you know? Mm-hmm. Your little something for them. Yeah. Yes. Never forget that. Never. Yeah. Never. Mm-hmm. Now you got to probably pull in a doggone order and okay <laughs> with the district. Oh, right? my gosh. I ain't okay. That's terrible. No, we're going to go to the Little Caesars and get them $5, $5 boxes. <laughs> How many of you count heads? It's 30 of y'all, two slices a piece. Eight <laughs> in the box. Yeah, when you ain't got no money, you start calculating slices. Yes. Or you tell yes. the kids, hey, y'all want to party? They're like, yay. Right. Okay, bring your own stuff. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I you used work. to listen to some stories, you know, some of their stories and, uh, you know, if I could, you know, if there was some food involved, we were going to eat that, you know, some s'mores or whatever was in the story. And that they remember the story better that way, too. Yeah. And see, I taught science. So you already know. I taught science. So all my labs that involve Skittles and s'mores. I'm Absolutely. Absolutely. And physical change. We eating it. Matter of fact. Right. Matter of fact, the kids are so raggedy. They're trying to touch on all of them so the other kids won't want them. So they can eat it on the all low. Because, you know, the S on the Skittle, you drop it off in a little, like, some water or something like that. It'll Eventually, it'll arrive. You know, you got to do your little. And I was teaching them, you know, you got to teach them the scientific method and how to record and, you know, analyze data and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, all, they wouldn't they wouldn't care a bit about more what they were learning. They just saw food, a box, and they asked, <laughs> could we eat it? That's the first thing they used to ask on all our like, Can we eat it after with Mr. Brown? <laughs> I said, you gonna shut your little hungry little self up. Yeah, you can eat it. Yeah, but them s'mores, that was a whole little, you know, because you know you had to heat that up. And you can't have fire on campus. So what I would do is get the little, what they call them, the little tea cup candles. What they call them? The little bit. Yes, tea candles. Tea mm-hmm. candles, right? And I would have the, you know, I, I would have it, you know, the little s'more that when we put up the, and they'll be all day, but they'll put it right on the fire. And then boom, so <laughs> the kids will stop serious. But that's how you have fun incorporating. Like you say. And you said, remember the story. So you taught reading and you talk about so you, everything. Yeah, but you self-contained. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. But with that stuff, I'd say, man, the reading teachers and math teachers, 
man, look here. And, and oh, social studies. Oh my God. History. Y'all have to be creative, man, to make learning fun. Cause now a lot of them activities are so boring and laying there, but science, the fun in those labs are just embedded in the curriculum right there. You can manipulate that curriculum so easy. Everything that you do at home and you cook, it got something to do with, with, with science, you know? That's why I'm partial to science. They stuck me in science because they said it was a critical shortage uh, uh, subject. I don't know why. I, I can see math because don't nobody like math, right? Mm. But science, I'm saying, and it, it will hurt my feelings to hear kids say, I don't like science. These are kids I had in my classroom. You know, you have to do the questionnaire in the beginning. What do you like to do? Make stand up, introduce yourself, you know. Right, right, right. They said they didn't like science. I'm like, whoa, but by the end of, yeah, yeah. By the time I was done with them, oh, I'm their favorite teacher. They love science so much. That's just because somebody threw a book in their face and said, hey, do this. You know, probably a burnt out teacher who didn't care no more. And it's all the district's fault. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you gotta. So what do what do you do now? You just relax and watch the ships roll in, and then watch them roll away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with COVID, my husband's retired too. We haven't been able to get away like we would like to. You I know, travel. So. Y'all travel a lot. Yeah, we have anyway. You know, in the past, you know, you really. I tell all the young people, travel now. You know, don't wait till you retire because that's not promised. Yeah, that time is not promised to you, and plus your you're, you know, you may not physically be able to do it. So make sure yeah. that you're traveling yeah. all along the way. I think that's so, all um, for today. You just gave me my word, sugar. I'm going to book right. something now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I'll be so glad when this is over. But, you know, I have a lot of um, talents, you know. I uh, do some, you know, sketching here and there. And, you know, okay. things that help me as a teacher as well. But now, you know, I have some time to do it and it's great. You know, it's Would good. you ever consider going back to teaching? No. Even if it's like a part-time situation or a tutor? Have you been, I'm pretty sure you've been approached about it. Well, I, you know, when I first retired, I went in and did some mentoring. You know, oh, I went yeah. in and mentored some children and everything. And, you know, cause I just needed that fix, you know, that kid fix. Keep. But then, like then that. it dawned on me that I didn't have any liability insurance, you know, mm. and that, you know, I could get in a lot of trouble and nobody would back me, you know. Yeah, you know how I go. Yeah. So I, I did that for a couple years. And then I said, well, that's, I've got to go now, you know, and it's unfortunate <laughs> that that's, that's the way it is. You know, you I think. They about, would... You ever thought about like a support role for like teachers, you know, a lot of retirees, they end up opening up certification schools and being a part of professional developments and trainings and stuff. You ever thought about that kind of avenue, uh, um, that kind of avenue of education? Or are you just done with it? I'm finished. I, you know, I'll, I'll take classes myself. You know, I've taken some classes online since I've, uh, you know, since COVID started. They have, um, you know, about Mediterranean diet, you know, different uh, recipes and things, you know, that are free. And I, I take those classes and, okay, you know, yeah. If the pool ever opens, I'll, I'll be in there swimming too, but I, I just, I can't do it right now. <laughs> I got you. I, I do. I do. I do understand that. It's just, 
it's good talking to, to talking to somebody with that type of experience and you see you know the difference you know in how education used to be and the things that are the same you know yes. and it's it's crazy that you know I, I don't know what we have to do to go back to you know what it was or to just improve what's going on because when you after money and people trying to get checks cleared there's no going back from that like if you're talking anything that was that will shorten their pockets or you know or, you know slim their pockets it's over once it gets to the money thing there's no there's no retract there's no way of going back oh what happened to the schools and the school now it's about money and the people who can change some stuff they have no power to change it itself if we all get together with numbers that's about it but then you know who are all going to do that because you know, people got to take care of families on a teaching salary. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to get a get paper trail started on them. You know, once you get labeled as a troublemaker, you know, they you'll be teaching at an alternative school by the end of the year. You know, they'll get you out of there. You know, they want they want to brainwash everybody, make you think it's you when something ain't working. But when something is working, you get no credit. It's the district yeah. principal. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I've left my mark, you know, when I was on Fort yeah. Benning, I, I uh, at first we didn't have a union and wouldn't you know it, the teachers were ready when I was president of the association. Gotcha. So, yeah. so uh, I helped them to get that union they have down there now. That's good. You know, they handicapping teachers now because they, they got districts that won't let them unionize yes. and they're not worried about yeah getting any type of yeah, we own you pretty much. Yes. So can't do none of this. Yes. But anyway, I, I just want to say thank you so much for um for giving me your time and tell your husband I said thank him for allowing you to do this. I know y'all relaxing and I know y'all can't wait to travel again and yes. tell him thank you because you know there's some men don't play that. Well, who you talking to in there? Uh. Who the man? I hear a man's voice, you know. <laughs> and so tell him I said thank you for for you know uh, letting you share your time with me. Hey, everybody, I just want to say thank y'all so much for tuning in for another episode of the Teacher's Lounge. Your boy, Eddie B, and my special guest, Ms. Brenda McKinney, retired and happy. She added 20 more years of her life and COVID is over with. She's traveling with her boo one more time and it's going down. Please, he, hey, please heed them words that she said, though. One thing I really, really heard outside the education was travel. Travel while you're young, man. Don't wait till you you know, you get of age and, and, and you, oh, you don't, don't make excuses not to enjoy your life traveling, travel. And I, I promise you, I'm going to book something. Me and my son, I don't care if it's down the street. <laughs> it's going to, if it's to another city that I haven't been to, you got to travel and enjoy it. Cause when you say that, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to make sure you're able to, you know, you might not always be physically able to That's a big wake up call to everybody to enjoy your life and not you know, let the stresses of teaching worry you so much and the money that you don't make, you know, you can save a little bit to travel, man. It don't cost much. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you again, JLab Audio, for the microphone. Thank you, uh, 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 .com, uh for, for making the customized mask. So, man, I really appreciate it. All my people, make sure y'all subscribe to adbcomedy.com so you can get you know, all of the updates and what's going on. And, uh, also, you have opportunity to be on my podcast because I interview nothing but educators, people who have something to do with education or people who just don't like kids. OK, so now <laughs> make sure you hit me up on my chat line at 832-957-2788 so I can respond to you, you know, and I send you some uh, some goodies and stuff like that. So I love you guys. 
You be good. Support one another. Keep sharing your resources. Don't stress. And as soon as you can, man, need to book you, uh, you know, book you somewhere to travel. You know, spirit. Those flights are not expensive. Okay, you got to deal with unruly stewardesses, though. But hey, you'll get there. Love you. Hey, thank you so much, uh, Miss McKinney. Uh, enjoying your life, teaching them how to do it. Anything you want to say to the people before we leave? Just want to say thank you for having me on your show and. Um... You know, keep doing what you do because you help so much. You really thank you. Thank you so much. You pray for me now, sugar, because it ain't easy. Okay. All right. Thank y'all. Y'all be good. Till next time. This has been the Teacher's Lounge. Boy, Eddie B. See y'all next Wednesday. You are now tuned in to the Teacher's Lounge with Eddie B. On Dash Radio and all major platforms. <laughs>